Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. We're so thankful to have this opportunity to be with you each day right here on Search the Scriptures. Open up God's Word again and study a little bit further. Dig a little bit deeper and learn a little bit more. You know, the Apostle Paul said in Romans 10 and verse 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Or, in other words, faith comes or develops within us as we hear, as we learn and understand and properly apply the Word of God to our lives. Faith develops as we learn God's Word. So, one of the most important things that we can do to help people, perhaps the most important thing, is to teach them God's Word. And that's what Search the Scriptures is all about. Bring God glory by teaching His Word accurately and effectively. And we pray that you are growing spiritually as you study with us each day. If you're listening for the very first time, we're very thankful that you're there. And our prayer is that as you continue to listen, you will quickly come to understand that the name of this program is exactly what we do. We search the scriptures from God's word. We do dig deep. We do look at them in detail. But we try to explain what God's Word teaches in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily life. We want to help you get to heaven. And that ultimately is going to be through the pathway of what God has laid out for us in His Word. We want to help you get there. Now, we encourage you to share these programs with other people. Now, how can you do that? Have them go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to the podcast button, click on that, and in about one minute, they can sign up for our podcasting. Now, I emphasize this is free. It will always be free. Did you get that? It will always be free. When they sign up for our podcasting, whatever smart device they choose, their smartphone, computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever it might be, whatever smart device they choose, these programs will go automatically every day, five days a week. But they'll get a whole lot more study material and teaching material as well. All of our sermons, all of our Bible classes, including a great daily, seven-day-a-week, short, about a 12-minute Bible study each, each day that we call today's Bible class. All of those will go automatically to their smart device. And again, it will always be free. So have others go to our website, churchofchrist.com. And you can download these programs, and then you could share them yourself with your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, anybody and everybody, by sending them through Facebook friends or by text message or maybe some other technological means that you have access to. So you can share these studies with other people. We encourage you to do that. We're going to get back into our series that we've been studying over the past couple of times, and it's focusing on a couple of questions. Now, we've asked the very first question first, obviously, and that is, what does it mean to believe in Jesus. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? Many people would say, that's it, believe in Jesus. Well, Jesus, John 3.16 said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
we've noted that the text, the immediate context actually goes from verse 15 at least all the way down through verse 18 and several times it emphasizes our need to believe in Jesus in order to be saved. But then we looked at the very last verse in that third chapter of John's gospel account and we noted that there it says that that not only that we need to believe in him but also that we need to obey his teachings. Obey his teachings in order to be saved. We also compared that with John chapter 8 and verse 24, where Jesus said, if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. But then just a few verses later in that same chapter, verses 31 and 32, Jesus said that the mark of a disciple is that you abide in my word or my teachings. To abide in means to live in or live by his teachings. Now that gets across the idea of obedience as well. And then when you look at the very next verse, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Well, what is the truth? The truth is God's word. John 17 and verse 17, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus prayed to the Father and said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. It is the truth of God's word that we need to diligently study learn, understand, make the proper applications from to our life. As the Apostle Paul emphasized in 2 Timothy 2 in verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of truth. God's word. And how is it that we are set free from the guilt and condemnation of our sins or led to salvation through the truth of God's word. Well, the apostle Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22, he said, you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Obeying the truth. Not just learning it, not just agreeing with it, but obeying the truth. And then he said, you are born again in verse in, in verse 23, by the word of God or through the word of God, as God's word teaches us how we come to be born again and we obey those teachings. So we've seen that believing means something more than just agreeing with the fact that Jesus is the Son of God and our Lord and Savior. We're learning what it really means to believe in Jesus. It's not just mental agreement. It's not just intellectual understanding and agreement. It is belief put into action through obedience and dedication and service on an ongoing basis. That's what real faith is. The faith taught in the New Testament. Remember that Jesus said in, in Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. Now, if all you have to do is believe, then why do you need to remain faithful? Whatever that would mean. If it doesn't mean belief, belief put into action through obedience. If it's just mental agreement, if it's just affirmation that yes, I believe in Jesus, then why do you need to remain faithful for the rest of your lives? And now a whole lot of 
people who, a whole lot of churches that, that would say that all you have to do in order to be saved is believe in Jesus, would also say that once you're saved, you're always saved. You can't be lost once you're saved. Well, then why would Jesus say, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life? The understood condition of our receiving the crown of life or eternal life in heaven is that we remain faithful until death. Oh, that's rather intriguing, isn't it? If all you have to do is believe and you never can be lost once you're saved. Well, of course, that's not what the scriptures teach. We're already seeing, in fact, we've already seen authoritatively that what it means to believe in Jesus is not just to believe in him intellectually, but to believe in him so much that we devote our lives to him through obedience. We come to him through obedience and we live with him before him in obedience. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 46, we read where Jesus asked this particular question. And it is, again, very direct and it really sheds light on what it really means to believe in Jesus. He said, why do you say to me, or why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Well, indeed, he's connecting, again, obedience with true faith in him. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? Well, why would he ask that question if obeying his teachings, if living by those teachings, if obedience has nothing to do with our salvation? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? And then he uses an illustration in verses 47 through 49. And notice how he puts it. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, is like a man who's building a house on a firm foundation. And when the flood comes and beats vehemently against that house, it stands firm. And the one who hears what I say, but did not, did not keep those words, those teachings. He is like a man who builds his house on just flat ground, no foundation. And when the flood comes and beats upon the house, it falls and it falls with violence. He who heard and did nothing is like that man. So you see, Jesus connects the hearing and the believing with the doing, the doing being obedience. Now let's look at another text of scripture that goes right along this same line. And that is in Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 21. Here Jesus is speaking, and this is toward the end of what we call the Sermon on the Mount. In verse 21, he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Well, now, if all we have to do is believe in Jesus, 
or believe on Jesus, then this particular text given to us by Jesus himself would seem to not make any sense. It would seem to contradict that understanding if all we have to do is believe because he's talking about people here who obviously believe in him. They call him Lord, Lord. In fact, they claim, at least, to have done many wonders in his name, including prophesying in his name and casting out demons in his name. And yet, not only are they in error, but he says, I never knew you. Now, this was not a matter of their having once walked with him faithfully and then fallen away. No, no, they had never been with him. He said, I never knew you. And then he tells them, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Or another translation, I believe, says, you evildoers. And another translation, I believe, says, you workers of iniquity. In other words, these are people who are in sinfulness, but they believe on Jesus. They claim to have done many good works in his name. They call him Lord, Lord. Now, why could he say, I never knew you. You were never with me. Why could he say, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, or you evildoers, or you workers of iniquity? It's back in verse 21 is the answer. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Now that is obedience again. You see, over and over and over again, we've seen that what it really means to believe in Jesus is not just intellectually agreeing that he is the Son of God and our Lord and Savior. It's not just a mental kind of belief, but it is a belief that is demonstrated through our obedience to his teachings. Without the obedience, that's not real faith. It's not saving faith. It's not the faith taught in the New Testament. It's not the faith that was brought from the throne room of heaven by the Lord himself to this earth and all of mankind who would accept it and live by it. It is active, active. Remember what James said in James chapter 2 and verse 19. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Now, the demons believe. Are they saved? Well, of course not. They're demons. They're in hell. But they believe. Now, you see, over and over and over again, we see that it's not just a matter of agreeing, coming to a decision in our mind, oh, yes, I believe in Jesus. But it's a belief that is coupled with obedience to his teachings. I believe him so much I will live for him actively, obediently, faithfully until death. Obedience is central to that true faith in Jesus. I want us to look also at John chapter 12. John chapter 12 and verse 42. Now, here Jesus is in his public ministry upon this earth. 
He has not yet gone to the cross. He's still out there teaching. In verse 42, we read this. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Huh. Many believed in him. But they did not want to lose their place in the synagogue, so they did not confess him. Well, they believed in him. Were they saved? Even though they did not confess him, were they saved? Well, what did the Apostle Paul write in Romans 10 and verse 10? He said, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Without openly confessing Jesus, even though they believed in him, were they still saved? I think we would have to conclude based upon what the scriptures teach, no. In fact, what did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33? Whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father in heaven. And whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father in heaven. So in order for Jesus to own us, before God the Father in heaven, we must confess him. Well, what about those there in John chapter 12 and verse 42? They believed, they believed, many believed in him, but they did not confess him, lest they put out, be put out of the synagogue. Without openly confessing him, the scriptures teach us that they would not be saved. So you see, what does it really mean to believe in Jesus? It's much more than just agreeing that Jesus is the Son of God and our Lord and Savior. We have to come to him believing that much. We have to come to him in obedience. Faithful, dedicated, serving obedience. That's what really completes saving faith. Saving faith. Now, let's look at James chapter 2 a little further. James chapter 2. James goes into this classic text in great detail about what faith really is. True faith. In James chapter 2 and verse 17, we read this. Thus also faith by itself, or in other words, just belief, if it does not have works, is dead. Dead. That's dead faith. If all you do is believe in Jesus, that's dead faith. If you don't put that belief into action through obedience, that's dead faith. Now, don't get mad at me for saying that. Get mad at James. But even don't get mad at James because he was inspired to write that by God through the Holy Spirit. So get mad at God. But let's do something more 
beneficial to you. Stop listening to those who tell you all you have to do is just believe and nothing more. James says, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, verse 18, you have faith and I have works. And James uses a logical form of reasoning here when he goes on and says, show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, again, he is saying real faith is active. It is obedient. It is serving. It is dedicated. It is working. You believe that there is one God? You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But they're still the demons. They're still in hell. Do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Well, that's the second time he said that. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? Oh, do you see the combination there? The connection? How they go together? And by works, faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God? What demonstrated his faith in God? His obedience. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. And that is the only time in the entire New Testament that we find the, the, the phrase faith only. Now, understand that, grasp that. That is the only time, James 2 and verse 24, where we find the phrase faith only. And it is preceded by two words, very important words. Those two words are not by faith only. Not by faith only. In verse 25, James goes on and says, Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? And then notice this again for the third time, James's direct statement. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Faith without works is dead also. Now, are we saved by works alone? Well, understand the term works as a synonym for obedience obedience. Can we be saved just by working and that's all? No, we have to have belief also. The two components go together to make the whole, which is true saving faith. Faith, belief, plus obedience. That is the fuller understanding of what it really means to believe in Jesus. I've got to put my belief into action through obedience. Let's pray together. Father, help us to understand and help us to humble ourselves to submit to your will and act on true faith, obeying you because of our faith in you through Christ. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.